According to UK media, Washington has raised concerns over recent remarks made by DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde. During a campaign event, Lai said his political goal was for Taiwan to be able to make official visits to Washington. The Financial Times claims that U.S. officials pushed Taiwan for clarification, raising doubts about Lai's approach to China relations. Lai's campaign office denies receiving any communication with the U.S. over the issue. This election is a choice between the Chinese central government and the White House. Do you agree? The DPP has moved in this direction for a long time. Speaking to supporters from Ilan, DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde said Taiwan had become closer with the White House under the Tsai administration. He said that as president, his strategy would be to continue in that direction while bolstering relations with the rest of the world. He said that when Taiwan's president can walk into the White House, his political goal will have been achieved. According to the UK's The Financial Times, his comments made big waves in Washington. U.S. officials reportedly asked for clarification on Lai's remarks. Senior White House officials said they hadn't raised concerns with our campaign team on this matter. And it's true, we have not received any expressions of concern or acts of communication, none at all. Lai's campaign spokesman said no U.S. officials reached out to his team. Meanwhile, election rival Ko Wenjie took issue with Lai's remarks. We're not running for governor of a U.S. state or a Chinese province. We are running to be Taiwan's president. This is a choice that the people of Taiwan should make independently. I don't think it's right for you to say such things. Why would entering the White House be the most important mission for the president of Taiwan? In the eyes of the U.S., Lai has truly become a troublemaker that destroys U.S.-China relations. Senior U.S. officials have already denied that they reached out to the campaign team of Vice President Lai Qingde. Over the past few years, we have had very close cooperation and communication with the U.S., and we have built a very solid relationship. The foreign minister reiterated that there were no concerns from U.S. officials, adding that Taiwan-U.S. ties were as strong as ever. Legislative Yuan is reviewing the first agreement signed under the Taiwan-U.S. initiative on 21st century trade. During the opening session on Thursday, lawmakers asked ministers how the deal would benefit Taiwan. Officials said the pact could reduce import costs by 3% to 5% and shorten customs processing times by 12 hours. The deal could also help Taiwan join bigger trade blocks such as the CPTPP or the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. The Legislative Yuan held a joint session to review the first trade agreement reached under the U.S.-Taiwan initiative on 21st century trade. Taking center stage was the question of how much Taiwan stood to gain. After the signing, when the U.S. sells products in Taiwan, it will take less time for these U.S. imports to clear customs. How certain are you about how much shorter the clearance time will be? I think the most important thing here is that we have expanded the availability of pre-clearance. Our rough estimate is that it will cut processing times by half a day for each case. 
During an interpolation session, the finance minister said the agreement would streamline bilateral trade, cutting costs by 3% to 5% and saving time. A lawmaker asked if the deal would help Taiwan join bigger regional trade pacts such as the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yes, because these are very high standards. Just look at the agreements between Taiwan and the U.S. The U.S.'s requirements are usually more stringent than those in other countries. In a Fox News interview, former U.S. President Donald Trump accused Taiwan of taking semiconductor business away from the U.S. He said the U.S. should have taxed and set up trade barriers against Taiwan. His controversial comments surfaced during questioning at the legislature. We have already explained the situation. Our cooperation with the U.S. in trade and in the semiconductor industry is mutually beneficial. The foreign minister stressed that the chip industry was one of Taiwan's strengths and that stronger ties between Taiwan and the U.S. would be beneficial for both parties. TSMC says mass production at its Arizona factory will be postponed, citing a shortage of specialist workers. Chairman Mark Liu made the remarks at TSMC's earnings call on Thursday. TSMC also projected a 10% drop in sales for the year, despite strong demands for AI chips. We hear from the executives. While we have recently observed an increase in AI-related demand, it is not enough to offset the overall cyclicality of our business. We now expect the foundry industry to decline mid-teens and our four-year 2023 revenue to decline around 10% in U.S. dollar term. In Arizona, we are encountering certain challenges as there is an insufficient amount of skilled workers with those specialized expertise required for equipment installation in a semiconductor-grade facility. We expect the production schedule of N4 process technology to be pushed out to 2025. For the second quarter, TSMC posted consolidated revenue of 480.8 billion NT. That's a drop of 10% year-on-year and a 5.5% fall from quarter one. Second quarter gross margin stood at 54.1%, with earnings per share at 7.01 and T. Pet ownership is on the rise in Taiwan, and taking care of pets' health is a big issue. More and more pet owners are embracing regular medical checks for their furry companions. They want to catch any health issues as early as possible and avoid larger fees for serious treatments later. But what does a medical checkup for a dog involve? Let's visit a vet clinic to find out. Four-year-old Heidi the pug is carried into the animal hospital by her owner. It's Heidi's first ever medical checkup. She looks a little bit nervous on the table as the vet checks her heart and lungs with a stethoscope. Her owner hands over her medical history and it's time for the next step. It's a visual check. The vet looks at her eyes, mouth, ears, and whole body fitness, and then palpates a few different places to check her lymph nodes are okay. 
An animal's medical checkup isn't so different from a person's. The final boss is the blood test, and there's even an X-ray. As Taiwan's pet population grows, more and more owners are becoming convinced of the importance of medical tests for their four-legged friends. I think they have a high tolerance for pain, so you have to get them tested to know if something is going on inside them. If they get a serious disease and you only find out later, it could get to a really serious stage. Sometimes they might have to go into hospital or have an operation or something, which would cost even more. At the moment, the concept of getting health checks is making more and more progress. If the pet is aged one to seven years old and they haven't had any serious diseases in the past, then we suggest one checkup every two to three years. But if they're over seven, in principle, we recommend a test every year to see if they might have some latent issues that might come up. Then we can deal with them promptly. Detecting health issues early prevents them from worsening. The same with animals as with people. And for pet owners, checks can be a preventative for hefty future vets' bills. That's part of why medical tests for pets are now more widespread than ever before. And now onto the weather. A tropical disturbance east of the Philippines was upgraded to a tropical depression early Thursday morning. There's a chance that by Friday, it could develop into this season's fifth tropical storm named Doksuri. There is some debate about where it is headed. Projections from Canada and the U.S. see it going straight for Taiwan. But the Central Weather Bureau says it's more likely to track towards Luzon Island due to the strengthening Pacific High. Let's hear from my forecaster. It was a tropical depression as of 2 o'clock this morning. There's a chance that by tomorrow, it will have become this year's fifth tropical storm named Doksuri. It is more likely to head west toward Luzon Island. It's most likely to pass over Luzon, but of course, we aren't ruling out other projections. By next Monday, it may turn north to approach Taiwan. So the critical period to watch is Sunday to next Monday. It will depend on the intensity of the Pacific High at the time. If the Pacific High is weak, then there's a greater chance the storm will turn north. But at present, the Pacific High is expected to keep getting stronger. According to the CWB, Sunday to Monday will be the window for determining the storm's path. In the meantime, hold on to your parasols as temperatures are expected to rise island-wide. The CEO of chip giant Advanced Micro Devices, Lisa Su, has wrapped up her visit in Taiwan. Before departing Thursday evening, she went to National Yangming Jiao Tong University to collect an honorary doctorate degree. She also had a sit-down with students and faculty. Su encouraged young people to be brave in tackling challenges. She said it was great to be back in Taiwan after three years away that I've been in Taiwan has been truly fantastic. As someone who was born in Taiwan and grew up in the United States, every time I come to Taiwan, it's like coming home. And this time, coming home actually feels more special because it's been too long since we could be here. I realized then is my true passion was to build things. And I then decided I wanted to get a PhD in semiconductors. And at the time, Nobody thought semiconductors were interesting. Actually, most people did not even know what is a semiconductor. However, I really believe that semiconductors could change the world. The talent, the resources, the innovation, the culture, and the spirit in Taiwan 
are really what make the semiconductor ecosystem here truly amazing. Sue herself was an accomplished student. At just 17 years old, she began attending the U.S.'s Massachusetts Institute of Technology. She holds a bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. from MIT in electrical engineering. After graduating, she worked at major tech companies, including Texas Instruments and IBM. She joined Advanced Micro Devices in 2012 and became CEO in 2014. Sue is credited with lifting the company from the brink of bankruptcy to the top of its field. The Industrial Technology Research Institute, or ITRI, has opened a 24-hour smart convenience store in Xinju. It's a collaboration with a major convenience store chain. And thanks to ITRI's smart shelf technology, customers can grab-and-go merchandise in a quick and painless process. This grab-and-go technology provides high accuracy recognition for the shopping process. ITRI hopes the tech will contribute to an AIoT ecosystem that supports the growth of Taiwan businesses. With a QR code scan using a smartphone, the customer enters the convenience store. After picking out merchandise, she heads straight to the self-checkout. Checkout is a snap, completed with a quick beep of the phone. The process itself minimizes errors. This technology was developed by the Industrial Technology Research Institute. It's been applied at a 24-hour grab-and-go smart store on Yitri's Zhongxin campus. The store displays Yitri's latest smart shelf technology. There are numerous sensors hidden on the smart shelves. You can't see them, but it can detect your actions, like when people are picking things up or misplacing them. We conduct store management through remote monitoring. Only some of the time will we have staff be present for restocking. Based on different consumer patterns and our observations about future consumer trends, we adjust our use of technologies. To drive the adoption of artificial intelligence, eTree has teamed up with a convenience store chain to bring AI to warehouse logistics and retail services. The goal is to build an AIoT industrial ecosystem. Eventually, eTree hopes the technology can catapult more businesses into the international market. We're second in the world for how many convenience stores we have, which is more than 13,000. They offer an immense variety of services, and there are so many stores, so it's a tremendous burden on human resources. By bringing in technology, people won't have to work so hard. With the launch of its unmanned store, eTree marked a new milestone in smart retail. Given Taiwan's high density of convenience stores and the ongoing labor shortage, AI applications can give consumers a fresh experience while propelling Taiwan's industrial revolution. A Zhanghua Children's Choir has won two awards at the Victoria Krakow International Choral Competition in Poland. The choir from Datsun Elementary School faced off against five ensembles from countries including Italy and Lithuania. It won a golden diploma in their category and the overall Grand Prix. Last year, the choir won a national singing competition in Taiwan. Its performance caught the attention of the We Are Singing Association, which were invited the choir to sing at one of its competitions in Poland. After several months of fundraising, the children set off for Europe, where they wowed the judges with their angelic voices. Korean pop music, or K-pop, has become a global sensation with its catching beats, outlandish looks, and energetic choreographies. Now an exhibition on the international sensation has opened in Taipei. 
It features autographed photos of K-pop stars, a mini-cinema, and a digitally immersive extended reality studio. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. There are over 69 K-pop stars autographed photos here from groups such as TWICE, BTS, and NCT. This exhibition showcases autographed photos of 69 K-pop stars from nine famous K-pop bands. They include BTS, TWICE, NCT, and Hyphen, and Seventeen. Many fans have flocked to this exhibition to snap photos of these signatures scrawled by their favorite idols. I like Taehyung. There are many different groups featured in this exhibition, so I came to check it out. You can watch movies inside. The effects are very good, and it is very loud. The exhibition showcases 290 life-size posters of numerous K-pop stars for visitors to post next to and then snap photos. Other highlights include a mini cinema room that plays music videos. Many fans were excited to see Ziyu, a Taiwanese K-pop star from the music group Twice. I can twice. I came to see Twice. I will go to Singapore to watch their concert in September. So I came here first. I got to know Tsui from news reports, and I like her very much. I want to say good luck to her. My favorite is Tsui. I came here because after waiting for a long time, I finally have an opportunity to see their exhibition. My parents will not allow me to leave the country, so I want to make the most of this opportunity. There are many photos of each member on the big wall. I took photos of them, also autographed photos and an XR show. K-pop has taken the world by storm. With the exhibition held in Taipei till September 10th, it is sure to be a popular attraction. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Tan Junhao in Taipei. An amateur musician is using his talent to entertain old, older adults in Xinzhu. As a manager at an older adult state care center, Xie Zhengda enjoys the chance to play the Erhu for service users. The Erhu is a traditional Chinese orchestral instrument, also known as a two-stringed fiddle. Its lilting melodies combined with the pipa, or Chinese lute, in many delightful classical tunes. For older people who need care, these songs are an inspiring yet reassuring way to connect with music through memory. The sounds of Pipa and Erhu blend in this rendition of the Jody Chang classic, Wife. The audience is rapt, some listeners even closing their eyes to enjoy the music better. The Erhu player is this older adult's daycare center's general manager, Xie Zhengda. He chose Wife for its warm and soothing mood and with the hope that this familiar old song would bring the audience closer together. When we play the songs that our grandmas and grandpas are familiar with, they have a real sense of common feeling, a feeling of resonance. She had previously worked in the civil service. He volunteered in older adults' daycare centers. After retirement, he was inspired to get back into work because he knew how high the need is in centers like this. After I retired and came here and found this job, I thought it was very meaningful because firstly, it's work that helps people and society. And also, I can have a wonderful time with the grandmas and grandpas. 
Shia's classical music gives these audiences a way to revive the memories and feelings of their youth, and they give Shia himself the satisfaction of knowing his golden years are well spent. <laughs>